0: Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks.
1: Hello and welcome back. We'll be doing
0: um, a daily lesson. <clears throat> um, I want to talk about a subject that is very important to us, everybody, it's important to everybody, that's number one, but important to us as Yashiro, and that is our relationships with one another and with our families. Um, I feel like we need to get into that. Because everything is relevant. And in our interpersonal relationships, which include friendships, loving relationships between spouses, families, extended family members, all of that falls in line with interpersonal relationships. Now, I did do a lesson about interpersonal interpersonal relationships, but it was a short condensed lesson. Now these lessons that I'm going to be doing are going to be more specific. However, I'm not going to um, speak about them in such detail that it will call for two and three and four hours. However, if I am on a subject and time flies and I feel like, well, I could be lost in a subject, that's number one, just talking and losing track of time or That I need you to know something really specific and important, then I will continue to talk until um, I drive the point home. However, the problem with that is I'm still healing from my throat. So I'm going to try to be as specific as possible, meaning there may be things that I, um, well, that appear to be missed or it's something that the listener is listening to and go, oh, well, maybe she forgot this, or maybe she should have considered this or that. Um, Again, these are short lessons. Um, This is something to just think about. This is something to research. This is something to prompt you to look inside yourself, do some self-reflections, and consider opening up that Bible and checking out. Because there's a lot um, that has to do with interpersonal relationships in the Old Testament, okay, and in the prophets. Because the main reason why the Old Testament, Old Testament, excuse me, was written is because it is a history book for a particular people, meaning Yasharal Israel the blood covenant Israel, the blood that's running through the children of Israel's veins, that's who I'm talking to, the Hebrews, the ancient Hebrews, they didn't really call them Hebrews back then, but I will say Yasharel, the most high changed Yaku's name to Yasharel, so that's what I'm saying, his blood ancestors or his blood progeny, okay, his children and children, children and children's children's children. That's his progeny. He is the progenitor of the children of Israel. That's what I'm saying. OK, the blood children of Israel. Now, I said this before and I'm saying it again, I'm saying this because it's relevant. Everything is relevant. Everything in the Old Testament has to do with relationships, every with the Most High, with one another, with people outside of your nation, how to treat them. This is where the commandments, the laws, the statutes, and the precepts come in. This is where all of that is. So I am going and concentrating, and through the prophets, concentrating on relationships. So I'm not going to go in order. I'm not going to do none of that but I am going to give you some information to think about. And if you were savvy, you would really give this some real thought. Allow these lessons and these lectures to give you food for thought, okay? So with that, I am going to talk about relationships and I'm going to do a series on relationships. This is number one. I don't know how many I'm going to do because um, I know I need to do a lot because I want to talk about a lot of things that's happening to us. There's a lot of things happening to us as a nation. And um, these things will continue to happen until we can look at it and stop it. We look at it, we process what's happening, we get together because that's our strength, um, us being together, assembling. They call it church, but it's not church, it's assemble. I already told you there's words that the heathen used to change the whole trajectory of what is being said. And a lot of times in that, in the Old Testament, it, it don't say church, it says assembly. But then in the New Testament, you hear church but it's assembly because assembling together makes you whole and that's what the most high does and what does the devil do disassemble okay and separate that's what he does so he does everything against what the most high does so your best power which is the l from um the most high is assembly coming together so that's what this is about. And that's why I say everything is relevant. I mean, we don't think about these things. But when the most high is dealing with you and sends down the rule, you're not going to miss a trick. I already said what I said. Okay? And I thank the most high for that. So now I want to talk about relationships. And this is loving relationships. This is, a lo- this is relationships I'm referring to um, in regards to a man and a woman. Now, why am I starting with men and women? Because... It starts with them. It started with Adam and Eve. Okay? And the difference between Adam and Eve and us today is the Most High specifically made Eve for Adam. It never changed. The Most High said he never changed. Because if he ever changed, we wouldn't be here. The Most High has never changed. He said his word will never change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not his word. So if he's saying he's never changing... And what he's doing and what he has been doing is the same thing. And what do I mean by that? If the most high gave Adam Eve, why wouldn't he give you your meat? That's what I'm talking about. Now I'm talking about loving relationships between husbands and wives, between men and women. That's what I'm talking about today. And I want you to remember a certain, um, certain things before I get into this lesson. Like I said, the most high is supposed to send you to mate. There is so many scriptures, especially in the book of Solomon. In Solomon's books, he is spelling it out saying, wait for your mate from the most high. Wait for your mate. That's what he's saying. You already know, because I've been going through the Old Testament. We, this, this is the cliff notes. In the Old Testament, the most high has his laws, statutes, precepts, and commands. And he says, do not go outside your own nation. Because they have never, I have never given them anything. I never gave them me. I never uh, allowed them to see my miracles. I never allowed them to see me in any form. I never gave them anything. You are the apple of my eye. You are my lot. You're mine and I'm yours. And nobody outside this nation, I never did anything for except from giving them life. That's it. And we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about when you don't listen to the most high. And that's number two. But let's just focus on number one. Okay. The most high gives us regulations that we have to live by as children of Israel, as Yasharal. The most high gives us regulations to live by. And if we do not live by those regulations, Deuteronomy 28, blessings and curses, we're going to be cursed if we live by those uh, regulations, we're gonna be receive all the blessings. And if you, if you have not heard, I already told you right now today, as I'm speaking, um, October 12th, 2022, there's 93 lessons, it could be more than that because there's some lessons I did not number. But according to my numbering them, it's 93 lessons. Everything I'm saying, I've done a lesson on thus far. So, um, in regards to the blessings and curses, that's Deuteronomy 28, go to the platform library and check out Deuteronomy 28. And that's blessings and curses of the children of Israel. I did that lesson specifically on its own. Now, in regards to the platform, my platform, I talk about life relationships and everything that has to do with the scriptures, because the physical realm and the spiritual realm is like, What is it? It's grouped together and swirled together. Okay. It's mixed and mingled because you are a physical being, a physical outside being with a spiritual inside. Okay. That's why everything is relevant. All of the carnal things that you're experiencing, you are a spiritual being um, experiencing carnal things. And one of the carnal things is loving relationships. The most high. Everything that we do mimics the spiritual world, everything, even relationships. So the relationship with the most high, when the most high said the assembly is his in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they changed assembly to church. Now, the reason why they changed this is, this is worldly now. I already told you the devil gets um, to the scriptures too. And he has people that he deals with who listen to him. And then he has his own children, just like the most high has his own children. And the people who listen to him, the devil has people who listen to him and he has his own children. If you do not believe that, go to Genesis 3, 14 through 16 and find out on your own. Okay, because the most high does um, curse the devil and he curses Eve and the devil's children and Eve's children is going to be fighting until the most high straightens all this out. So I say that to say the most high has not changed. He shines on his children when you adhering to his law, statutes, precepts, and commands. He shines on his children in every way. He even gives them their mate, their ideal mate, okay? That's what he does. When you're carnal and you think you can find your own mate, that's where the problems come in, okay? I'm starting with loving relationships between a man and a woman. Then I will get to the families and the children. Oh, I'm gonna do that but you got to give me a chance, help me to work through whatever I need to work through and let the ruah go through me so that I don't miss anything to give you. So before I go into this, this is what it's called 10 rules to utilize in a relationship. Okay. Um, y'all brings you or us through uh, y'all brings us someone, everybody. Okay. Like I said, it's listed in um, Solomon's writings. Um, And um, that's the honorary rule. You listen to the most high and allow him to give you your mate. Now, many, many, many times, I can't say nine times out of 10. I'm just saying many times, many times, more times than not, people don't listen to the most high and they just choose their own mate from the lust of their eyes and what they think they need. So before I go into this, because I'm going to touch on everything I just said, I want to lay down this. I want to say this. I'm going to be using um, different scriptures. Okay. I'm going to use the King James Version. I'm going to use the English Standard Version, and I'm going to use the New International Version. Why am I going to use these versions? Simply because um, I'm going to, I'm just going to say this, I'm trying to be as <laughs> as polite as possible. There's many people who listen to me that do not know the scriptures at all. They don't know them at all. So um, I already told you, um, all of the original scriptures were written, written, written in Hebrew. Okay, when they was deciphered um, to a point that um, they were clearly understood. Um, there wasn't as many errors because there were a lot of scriptures that um, tried to, people tried to decipher the scriptures in their own languages and it was many errors. The most um, complete, I would say, with less errors, less um, interp- less bad interpretation was the King James Version. So that's why people use it. King James hired Hebrews to do that, okay? So um there's many other versions as time goes on that they break it down. This is why words change, and it's important because a word can change the whole sentence and make it wrong. So being that the average person I'm ta- I'm speaking to um, may or may not, because I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, may or may not know the scriptures, may or may not know what different versions mean and how it changes the whole thing so um many seasoned people who know the scriptures will go to certain books they will communicate it as simple as possible so that you understand it because all this d D, down all that stuff is old english it's not hebrew that's what people believe this is why it's hard for them to believe that half of the stuff that's written in there is not true simply because um when you decipher different languages there's some um, languages that don't have an English word for it so that right there you understand I'm not gonna go somewhere else with this I just want you to know why I'm using different scriptures so that I could drive the point home and make it as easy and as um, as easily understood as possible so I want to say this, and we're going to get into this at some point too, because this is really important for individuals. First off, as humans, we have basic needs. Humans do have basic needs, okay? They're supposed to be fulfilled before they grow up, okay? That's why the most high gives you a man and a woman to have babies and all all of that's supposed to be in place, okay? Your first love, which is your mother and father, uh, for a boy, it's the mother. For a girl, it's the father. That's your first love, and then it's the person who um, supports you and, and nurtures you and all of that. They are one support There are the excuse me. They are the ones who are supposed to instill these values in you, okay, to solidify your foundation. <laughs> But since in Israel is all messed up, and I'm talking about the nation of Israel, the nation of Yasharel, the man, everybody's messed up. Everything is misconstrued. And how do we know this? Because we all here in the land of our captivity, right here, especially the United States, whatever other country you live in, and you are of Yasharel, meaning your um, your uh, ancestors came there on a the boat in shackles. That's what I'm talking to. Okay, I am focusing on the children of Israel. I am focusing on the children of Israel when I deliver this message. Everybody else, you are also welcome to listen to this because it does um, pertain to every man and woman. It pertains to every man and woman, but I am focusing on the children of Israel because I am of Yashorel. So I'm talking to my brethren. However, if you are listening and you continue to listen to um, my platform, know that I'm talking to you too because remember the most high has two flocks not one okay he has an honorary flock and the ones that was there since the beginning so understand that and we don't know who's going so if nine times out of ten if you listening to this uh, message you're searching to be in that flock okay all right so since the children of Israel messed up um and it is They're in need of life support, meaning they need their support from the most high, back. Get back in his graces. Um, We can plainly see the disparities within the nation running rapid. Also, if you have never had your needs met, you will, as a human being, get them met by any means necessary. Okay. And that's just how human nature is. Now, this one part right here, I just said in regards to getting your needs met, this is what happens when we're children. I'm not going to go there yet. I'm going to get there, but I want to start with how you were being made. Then I'll get to the children. Okay, I could start, you know, I could have started with the children first and then going through life and your experiences and then going to love and relationships. But I want to flip it because before you do all of that, two people got to get together. Now, I want to say this. I wrote a book. I wrote several books, but I wrote a book called Love, Life, and Lost Handbook. It's the Love, Life, and Lost Handbook. Now, I'm not going to go deep into it, but I will say this. When I wrote this book and I sold the book, there was older people that would come to me and say, well, what can you teach me about love? And in their minds, they're thinking I'm talking about sex and all that. And that's not. That it was farther from what I was reading, uh, what I was writing. This book is important because it talks about stages of life. It talks about the most high I had to love you first to bring you here. I did a lesson on, and I did this lesson last week, and it was on Before I, what, what, did I, what was the name of it? Um, before I made you, I knew you. So the most high is saying, I knew you, my foreknowledge, you was here in my foreknowledge before I physically brought you forth. So why did the most high do that? Because he loved you. He loved you enough to bring you forth. He already knew everything you was going to do and he still brought you forth. So he actually told Jeremiah that because Jeremiah is a major prophet. He said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before somebody can have a baby, and this is how it is in the Old Testament, before somebody can have a baby, they gotta be in love, okay? And I'm gonna say some things in these lessons that um, may surprise you. Because, you know, um, the typical quote unquote um, minister wouldn't say that, but I'm a human being who can minister to you. This is why I don't say I'm a pastor. I am a human being that can minister to you and I'm going to deliver this message any way I see fit to drive the message home. So understand what I'm going to say to you. Somebody got to love somebody. This is Old Testament. I'm not talking about now in this wicked um, world. I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about Old Testament. Somebody had to love somebody in order to bring forth a child. The most high loved, and this is John 3, 16. This is what people use and they have no idea why they're using it because they don't, they don't know why they're using it. Because there's a specific reason why um, Yahshua or um, Yachanan said what he said in regards to Yahshua giving him this message. For the most high loved the world, and I'm just loosely saying it, that he gave his begotten son so that whoever, whoever believes in him will have everlasting life now. I'm not going to go deep into that, but understand that the Most High loved the world. Who was the children of Israel? Okay, because remember, Yachanan is Yahusha's brother. And remember, there's 12 12 apostles and 11 apostles went to the children of Israel. Yeshua is saying this himself. And one of them, just one, which is Shaul, Paul, went to the Gentiles. So if this is in John, for the most high soul of the world, then he's talking to the children of Israel and nobody else. Now, if you don't believe that, you need to do some real homework. This is spiritual understanding I'm giving you because you could go right to the New Testament and go into Acts and do all of that and find out what Yahusha said to the twelve. <laughs> It's in black and white. But because the Ruach is not dealing with you, let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. You're not going to understand that. It's in the book of honey, And that's one of the disciples to Yasharel. He didn't say that to nobody else. Because remember, in the Old Testament, the Most High is calling the children man. Okay? And man was in the world first until the devil took Adam's power away. Now, remember, the Most High don't change, so he's still going to say what he said, but he is very clear on who his children is. He just said so many times, and you can go to the li- platform library and understand, the Most High said, the children of Israel are the apple in my eye, and everybody else is spitting the bucket. Okay? That's an Ezra. I understand that. Four Ezra, two Ezras. I'm giving it to you. So back to what I was saying, the Most High has a loving relationship with his bride who is the assembly the children of israel that's who they are why am i saying that? because you have to have love in order to bring something forth the most high is life the most high is love who did he choose the children of israel that's who he chose and that's how they're able to um procreate okay remember when he told adam who was the prince of the world adam was the prince Adam was the minister. Adam was the firstborn. Adam was all that until he messed up and gave his power to the devil. All he gave to the devil was his power. The fact that he was the first one born, the prince and the minister, that didn't change. But it was tarnished. And Yahshua had to come back and get it all back. And he did. But we're not going to go into that. I say that to say this is how complex... Relationships are. And everything that we're going through as human beings has already been done with Adam and Yeshua. So Yahshua brought it back. Okay. And we need to recognize and realize what we're doing and turn from our wicked ways. Like the Most High said, the children who are called by my name, turn from your wicked ways. Okay. Repent. That's what he's saying. You can't do all that if you don't, number one, know who you are. Number two, know what you're supposed to be doing. Know your job. And I did a lesson on that too. Know your job. Once you find out who you are in the most high and who you belong to, you're going to know what your job is and you're going to turn from your wicked ways. And a part of that is having relationships. Everything you do is going to be in line with the most high. When you start turning from your wicked ways and repenting children of Israel now like I said I'm talking about relationships loving relationships between a man and a woman and that's all I'm talking about I'm not talking about any other relationship okay I'm not talking about relationships that do not go um that excuse me I'm not talking about relationships that go against the laws statutes precepts and commands of the most high Anything that's against those laws, I am not referring to. I'm not even going to mention it because I don't listen to the devil. Okay. I don't listen to the devil. Just like um, the angel told um, Abraham, do not listen to the devil. Do not give way to the devil. Don't even listen to nothing he said. So if it doesn't line up with the word of the most high, I will not be discussing it. So know that. Okay. So. In regards to the 10 rules and utilizing the relationship, understand, and I need you to put this in the forefront of your mind. When I read these rules, I need you to understand that this is according to whether your needs was met. Nine times out of 10 in the children of Israel, their needs was not met. This is why we running around like knuckleheads now. Your needs wasn't met. The father wasn't there or the mother wasn't there or some kind of dysfunction was in the, in the house that gave you a lack. Now, we will be getting into that, but we ain't going to get to that right now because I have to make sure you born before I talk about that. <laughs> so I got to talk about love and relationships and how they should be. Okay, so um, there's 10 rules and one honorary rule that I want to discuss and this is for loving relationships between a man and a woman um, and how it should be. Now there's going to be uh, another lesson of how it, how it shouldn't be, okay? And what happens when it's not being done the way it's supposed to be, but that's another time. So I'm just focusing on how it should be and what you should be doing. Now, I also want to say this. Cause this is a long,
1: this is, this is a long lesson and I don't, I want to be as specific as possible. Okay. In relationships, we don't always get what we want. Okay. Our
0: inspirations, our aspirations um, of a mate, male or female are not always fulfilled. People make lists and they try to check off qualifications as if they went to the store and they looking for the ideal mate that they're getting paid for. Now, you know, that's not realistic, but people do it every day because they're fleshly. I already told you, if you knew who you were in the most high and who you belong to, you would straighten up your act because you'll be going according to the Lord's statutes, precepts and commands of the most high. You would. Because you'll be looking for him. Seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness. If you really looking for the most high, when you look for him, he's going to equip you with everything, which is bringing me right back to a mate. You must pray for that mate. You must meditate on getting that mate. Okay? And if you don't believe that, females, y'all think about Sierra and how she got her man, Russell Wilson, and, and Judge Faith, how she got Kenny Lattimore how everything feels like it's right, us looking looking at their relationship. Now, all relationships are not perfect, but they ideal to the people that's in them. And I'm gonna get into that. But like I said, what did they say they did? They said they prayed for a mate. And I already said, and I say this time and time again, the Most High is gonna give you what you're asking for. Even if it's bad, he's gonna give it to you. But you have to be prepared. You have to be patient. You have to be long-suffering. You got to be in his will. You have to be. Okay? So um, you checking off these unrealistic boxes and doing all of that stuff or being desperate is not how it's done. That's not how it works. Because nine times out of ten, you're not going to get what you want. Okay? You're not going to get what you want because... Your stuff is unrealistic. But with the most high, you're going to get what you need. Okay? Okay? Especially designed for you. You're going to get a mate that's especially designed for you. Meaning they're going to be able to put up with your nonsense. Okay? And just shrug it off. They're going to be rocking with you. They're going to rock with you. You're going to be friends and lovers. That's the best way to be. That's the best way to be. Not just lovers, and you don't have no communication. We're gonna get into that. Okay. And uh, it's gonna be so good that you're gonna want to be with that person. Y'all gonna be married, and within those, um, within those vows, it's gonna say, Um, what the most high has put together, let no man separate. That's a part of the vows. With the most high put together, not you. This is why. There's 50% um, divorce rate in the United States. I don't know what it is outside the United States. I haven't done any um, homework, but I know that 50% of marriages end in divorce. And it could be uh, higher, it could be 60. You just don't know. But just know there's a very high rate of divorce because of intolerance. And because of whatever they say, because they just use a word Using crazy stuff like um, crazy words and terms for them not wanting to uh, deal with the person anymore. Irreconcilable differences. That's what they call it. Now, spiritually, there's no such thing as irreconcilable differences simply because you can change your mind at any time. And that might sound um, crazy to some people. But that just goes to show you the intolerance of people and you not wanting to change your mind. Now, the most high does give us um, free will. So you can change your mind at any time. So that's why I do not believe in irreconcilable differences. That's just a term that's used when you don't feel like being bothered no more. And that's just what it
1: is. So, um, I want to get into it now.
0: I want to say this before I go to the 11 rules in relationship. I want to say it. I want to say this. When you are in a relationship, and this is what I tell people. When I counsel them, when I give them advice, whatever. Always fight fair. Now, a lot of people don't understand what that means. This is why it's best to have... Um, Relationship counseling in all levels of your relationship. If you feel like something's lacking, if you still want to be in a relationship and you just can't find the answers as to how you guys could be balanced and stay in an equilibrium within the relationship, go get counseling. Do homework on who you should be getting counseling from. Uh, you know, find out um, and look the person up. You know, look up the therapist, find out how good their track record is. And I also say, you know, there are some therapists that are also ministers. They are spiritual ministers. Yes. Go look up one of them. Children of Israel, when I say that, go to another child of Israel because there are um, spiritual ministers that are therapists. Yes, they are. And counselors. Yes. Because um, many times... As um, Yasharel and as a person, a melanated person, they are more spiritual than carnal. And they, sometimes they don't even know why they that. But they, the most high is always pulling his children to him. So go, go to one of them. Okay. So like I said, always fight fear and never say something you cannot take back. Because once it leaves your mouth, you're going to change your relationship forever. Yeah, there's certain things that you say out your mouth that's going to change your relationship. It will never be the same. So you better think twice, okay? Harsh, serious secrets of pain and trauma to hurt someone else being used as ammunition. And that cuts like a knife. That's why I said, always fight fear, okay? Also Um, defy, there could also be... um, issues within the individual that should have been addressed before they got into the relationship okay and I'm not going to go deeply into that it could be some emotional abuse or some trauma um, that hasn't been addressed or even a psychopathology now I'm not going to go into that because it's going into the individual I'm just talking about relationships we will be going into the individuals and um that's when I'll discuss those terms and all of that stuff okay um And I want to say, I'm not here to roast anybody. I'm not here to talk about anybody. I'm just throwing it all on a table because I know many people in various relationships that I am going to mention that need help. And sometimes they don't believe they need help. And the sad thing is those people who need help and they don't believe they need it or they don't even think about it. They keep running into circles. They keep uh, presenting the same behavior over and over. And they never even stop to say, why do I keep doing this behavior? That's how you can tell they're not spiritually open and elevated enough to see themselves. Self-reflection. They're not able to do that. They just keep repeating the same behaviors.
1: Everybody else can see it,
0: but they can't. Okay. Um, Yeah, I am going to touch on some subjects that may... um, appear to be that i'm jumping on somebody or doing something but the truth is no i'm just pointing out various relationships um, and situations simply because it needs to be addressed these uh, situations need to be addressed and they need to be looked at by the individual and corrected and this will lead you to a better understanding of yourself your relationship and it will improve your relationship overall Yeah, because we could all learn something new. We are all, and we should be, all open to learning something new about ourselves and about our significant others. And that's what helps you to grow. Okay, so um, we want everybody to have a healthy relationship. And I know everybody who's listening to me who's in a relationship could also use a tip or some advice to improve their relationships, i.e. improving themselves, their own personalities and their own actions so that their relationship will be um, excellent uh, for them. Okay,
1: so let's get into it. Now, this is for
0: women. I'm gonna start with the women first. Okay, for the women, um, there are many more. now these are ten relationship rules. There's ten relationship rules with one um, one bonus relation uh, one bonus relationship rule, okay, one honorary one. And this is in um, different, excuse me, it's not in any order. It's just different rules. Okay, for the women. There are many more than this, but we can start with 10. Um, not in any particular order. Um, don't give everything to a man. Okay? Do not give
1: everything to a man. What do I mean by that? Don't
0: love him more than he love you. Don't give every single solitary thing you got to a man why are there some reasons that women do that because they grew up with a lack I already told you a lack is a dysfunction or something that wasn't complete in them that's what I mean about a lack they didn't grow up with a father they don't have no male role models none of that and the first time some man thinks that they're uh, pretty or saying anything to them, they're going to go and want to be with them. They're going to want to do everything for the man. Because a lot of times if a woman, and I'm not saying every instance, but a lot of times when a woman is raising daughters, they don't see the other side of loving a man if the man's not there, if their father's not there, if her uncle's not there, if the grandfather's not there, if there's no male role models there. They don't know what it is to be loved by a man. The other part. Didn't I tell you the most high is perfect? So he's going to bring a man and a woman together to procreate. A woman, a woman a woman and a woman cannot procreate. And a man and a man cannot procreate. I'm not talking about the heathenistic going on in this world. I'm talking about what the most high put together. Let no man separate. That's what I'm talking about. So that's why it has to be a man and a woman that comes together and becomes one to bring forth a child. Yep. And not only does it take a man and a woman to bring forth a child, it takes a man and a woman to raise a child so that the child could get the best of both worlds. Without the best of both worlds, the child has a lack, a lack of the other part. That's why I say lack. And I want you to understand what lack means because people are not clear when I say lack. Lack means you're missing a part of yourself. Either the woman part, the man part, the support of the family, the, 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 um, the support of the, um, village, all of that. That's what I mean. Okay. And I will specifically say what I mean when I say that. Okay. Um, and what happens is, uh, the woman will t- try to compensate. She does, by giving the man everything. Oh, I'm everything for him. I'm everything. He don't need nothing else. But that's not, that's not him, because you don't know what his lack is, or even if he has a lack. I want to say, too, um, humans are magnets. They connect to uh, similarities. A lot of times, <laughs> and I'm not saying every time, a lot of times, it'll be two people that had a lack in some way and they found something in that other person that quote unquote completes them until they separate. I already told you 50% of um, uh, marriages end in divorce. Why? Because of quote unquote irreconcilable differences. It's not the relationship. It's you. (laughs) Okay? It could be both of y'all just you. Okay? Or him or her. Whoever. But there's something in the relationship that lacks cohesion and what makes you co what makes you complete what gives you that cohesion when two um healthy adults come together and form a relationship that's when it can stay together I'm not talking about dysfunctional relationships because there's a whole bunch of people that's married that's dysfunctional the relationship is not ideal it's dysfunctional as all I don't know what but they still together <laughs> I'm not talking about Okay. Cause there's many of those. All right. And this is why, this is why dysfunction, um, gets developed because the child is watching this dysfunction and believing that's what it's supposed to be. And the system, um, the system, um, of that family continues. It becomes a cycle, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about women. Don't give your man everything. Don't give him everything. You deserve some things too. You got to go and you got to be complete before you get in. That means your um, self-worth got to be complete. You have to have a good idea of self-worth. You have to um, believe that you are worthy to have a good relationship. You got to do some soul searching and understand that you are somebody that's worthy enough to have a relationship a good one don't give him everything he may not even deserve nothing okay all right so um you should go into a relationship with some type of self-love don't lose yourself in a relationship look at tia one of them twins she, without saying, she lost herself in a relationship or she probably did say, I don't know, but she just kept saying these cryptic notes to everybody. Because if you write it on social media and you are a, um, a, um, uh, actor or actress, everybody's going to read it because they want to know your business. So, you know, public people do stuff like that and people find out. Um, and I think she even side um side-swiped her husband. He didn't even
1: know what was going on. So, okay. Um, number two. Don't
0: carry baggage from your past. And that means past relationships into the new relationship. Now, we tend to do that as females. We tend to do that as females because we can't get past the last relationship and we bring all of that into the next relationship. That's what we do. Now, somebody with a healthy self-esteem, somebody with healthy self-love, they will not do that because they will say every. Every experience is a learning experience and they will put it in that category. Not, oh, I'm going to bring this in here. Now I'm angry at every man because this man did this, this man, that man, when that man is not every man in the whole entire world. It's this one man that psychologically screwed you and you taking whatever that hurt is and pain and not letting it go, not looking at it with the uh, an expert eye And saying, this is a learning experience. Oh, yeah, he hurt me. He did this. He did that. Allowing yourself to detox from the hurt and look and analyze at what happened and take it as a learning experience. You didn't do that. You just brought all this hurt, pain, and trauma into the next relationship. And you're beating up on the the next man you go with. Because you don't feel happy. You don't feel secure. You feel burnt by the last person. You don't give yourself enough time to detox from that last relationship. And you go right into the next relationship and burn that one down to the ground. All right. Do not carry baggage into the next relationship. Don't do it because you ain't doing nothing but sabotaging yourself. Number three, learn from your past mistakes. Every experience is a learning lesson. Like I said, if somebody did X, Y, Z to you, step back and analyze what's happening. A lot of times we don't do that. We live in a moment. It's like we drive in a car. We're behind the wheel of that car. And our peripheral vision, stuff is happening in the peripheral vision, but you're not really paying attention to that. You're focusing on what's in front of you. That's what you're doing. And once you get out of that car, you're just out of the car. You never remember or look at what happened before this, that. And like I said, sometimes we got to look at the situation. If we got to write it down, we got to do anything. We have to get in touch with our feelings and understand what that, um, what mistake you made, what mistakes were made overall and how you could learn from them. Okay. That's how it works. A lot of people don't know how to do that. They living in the moment. They are experiencing whatever it is they experience it. They don't go over it. They don't ponder over it. They don't pray about it. They don't do none of that, and they're just miserable. And they put that misery somewhere on the side, and it comes up every once in a while. It pops up, and you got to be careful of that because it can present, uh, it can develop into a psychopathology. It could connect onto something that wasn't there, that lack that you had when you was a child. You have to be careful of that. That's why I say therapy is very good for people. It is. Therapists help you flesh out your deepest feelings. They help you, you know, because it could be some stuff that's you that could be, uh, festering. You could be the one that's, um, messing up your relationships and sabotaging them. It could And I'm telling you, that's the truth because there's a whole bunch of scriptures that say that about women. Oh, when a woman is scorned, when a woman is um, uh, done wrong, or if she's just bitter, she could cause all kinds of havoc. And we're going to talk about that in the next one. But um, yeah, I, I'm just saying, you know, what we shouldn't be doing and what we need to do. Okay. So um, that was three, learn from past mistakes. Number four, Fix yourself. Self-reflect, like I said. Really look at your um, self in in the form of your attributes, what you could give to somebody, what you could benefit. You know what I'm saying? Your benefits, what you're going to bring to somebody, and your shortcomings, your deficits, so that you're able to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You should know what you're able to contribute in a relationship before you get into a relationship. You should know who you are. And I'm not talking about when you're a child. I'm talking about when you are grown enough to take a mate and wanna get married and all that. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Because when we're young, we don't experience a whole bunch of relationships outside of our families. And remember, we don't all see things the same way. We wasn't raised the same way. I don't care if we are the, the nation of Yasharal. We don't, we wasn't raised the same way. We don't have the, val- the same values. We don't have the same nothing. And when you get into a relationship with somebody, everything has to be 50-50. Somebody got to tolerate your mess, just like you got to tolerate somebody else's mess. And this is why you have to seek the most high first, because the most high is going to bring you through some things so that he can take all the rough spots out, take all the deficits out and make you perfect for your mate. Mm -hmm. And that's what the, that's actually what the vows mean when you go up in front of um, the a pastor or whoever's going to marry you that's what those vows mean it ain't um, nothing that should be uh, taken uh, with a grain of salt these are some serious vows and you going up in front of the, um, the altar trying to tell the most high, oh yeah I did this and I did that and that's why there's 50% of uh, divorces because you didn't do nothing but lie Okay, the most high did not put that relationship together. It says wait for the most high to um, put the relationship together. And we're going to read some scriptures that have to do with that. Okay, women, I'm on number five. You are not always right. Okay, ask yourself, do you want to be right? Or in a loving, supportive, respectful relationship? You are not always right. Now, you could have... Been the dominant, a dominant person in your family. You could have been parentified. You could have been um, somebody who was given so much responsibility that you don't have no choice but to feel like, oh, if it's not done my way, it's not done correctly. That's another lack. Cause why would you be brought up that way? Why would you be parentified? That's number one. Meaning, parentified means, and I ain't gonna go deep into this, but parentified means when your parent who's supposed to be raising you you turning around raising that person. That's parentified. That means all the responsibility is on you. Yeah, your parent had you um, more than likely the mother. The mother had you, but she don't, she didn't grow up properly. So she had a lack. So she just had this baby and and y'all just muddled through until you got a certain age and now all the responsibility is on you. So now you think you're going to rule everything. And this goes into some other ones that I'm getting ready to say. But you think you're gonna rule? You have this extra strong personality. You're controlling, and then you get into a relationship, and it doesn't work out. Yeah, and you wonder why it doesn't. Oh, well, he don't believe. Um, he don't believe um, in having a woman that is. Um, I don't know what you, excuse they use. Straightforward or somebody who's a strong personality? No. That's not strong personality. That's a bully. And unfortunately, it runs deep and it goes deep into childhood because somebody made you be the leader, even when you wasn't supposed to be. And now all of a sudden, that's all you know how to do because you're not humble enough to try a certain
1: way. Number six, this it, it ushers right into what I just
0: said. Do not bring masculine energy into a relationship. I'm going to say it again. Do not bring masculine energy into a relationship. Like I said in number five, you may have had to be a strong person. You may have had to be the person to be in charge because nobody else wanted to take charge. You may have had to be a parentified child. Like I said, the parent is a reverse roles. The parent being a child and and the child being a parent you may have had to be put into that role to have to be um, aggressive. And notice I didn't say assertive because that's different. Assertive is asserting yourself and making sure that you're doing things and being respected and stuff. Aggressive is pouncing on people and just being controlling and all of that. Nobody wants that. And that's where all the, um, the masculine energy is. That's how the male is supposed to be, not the female. A lot of times it's because you was never supported and protected as a child, females. This is why you puff up on yourself because you feel like nobody's going to protect you. And that's the truth. A lot of us feel that way. We're not protected because the father's not there or we don't have no male um, male counterparts to protect us and make us feel supported and beautiful and, and, and princesses and all that. We don't have all of that. We may be the oldest child. You may be the youngest child that don't have nobody else there. That's where all that masculine energy comes from. You taking on that because you're fearful of not being supported. And it comes out in so many different ways, but the worst way is having that masculine energy. If you come into a relationship already being the man and the woman, there's no room for the physical man. So check yourself and allow the man to be who he is. I'm going to say it again. If you're the man and the woman in a relationship, where's the real physical man coming in? Where? There's no room for him. You cannot be the man and the woman in the relationship. And there's a lot of people that's like that. And a man will look at that and be like, I ain't going in a relationship. that relationship she already having a relationship with herself or she's too uh, aggressive. you scaring the man off. You're not even allowing him to be the man in the relationship. How many relationships are you having? You already having one when you're the man and the woman when you're having that masculine energy, you're already the man. So where on earth is the man gonna fit in? That means it's gonna be two men, two men and one woman. The man's not going to last. He's getting the hell up out of there. That's what he's doing. Okay. So leave the masculine energy. If you feel like you too aggressive, quote unquote, that's that masculine energy. Always wanting something done. Oh yeah. I want this done and I want that and I want this. That's unrealistic. And it's very, very brutish. It shouldn't be that way. Okay. And another thing, you're not your man's mother and you can't fix him. And you're not the boss of, of him either. You're not his boss. You're not his drill sergeant. So allow the man to be who he is. Genuinely, you're going to have to curb that, um, that energy. Ooh, it's so strong. Even a lot of women won't like you because you're too bossy. You'll be too bossy. You probably start looking like a damn man. You know, just throwing my own stuff in there. When you have all this masculine energy, it has to present itself in some way. Okay? Telling people what you want and this and that. You ain't no drill Well, you might be a drill sergeant. I don't know. I don't know. I know your background now. You might be. But I feel like you having uh, all this masculine energy is not going to present um, with a good a good relationship you're not gonna have a good relationship uh presenting this masculine energy it's not you're gonna have you're gonna be by yourself and I know there's some deep hurt there because like I said you didn't feel protected okay behind people's anger is hurt that's why the wall of anger goes up so it could protect you okay and that's everybody It's hurt, it's pain. And you don't want that wall to be knocked down or else you ain't gonna be no good to nobody. And I understand that. But you need to go and you need to get some help. If you can't look inside yourself and try to fix it on your own, then you need somebody to help you. Because that's what it is. That's where the masculine energy is coming from. It just don't come up all by itself. No, not unless you're possessed. I don't know. And nine times out of 10, it's not possession. It's because you've been hurt. And vulnerable. And people don't like to feel that. Okay. Um, A lot of times in Yasharel, that's how the females are. Because remember, our strength is in our assembly. And this goes back to the Old Testament. The strength is in the assembly. Remember, um, when I did um, um, Deuteronomy and Exodus, but as Exodus and Deuteronomy, when I did those, the most high said, everybody need to be together. If one person does something, then the whole camp is going to suffer. That's the assembly. And what we're lacking now is that cohesion within the assembly. Child, the devil's doing all kinds of stuff to us. But like I said, when you start learning who you are, first, you got to search for the most high, especially the children of Israel. Search for the most high. Seek me first, my kingdom and my Righteousness. And then you're gonna get everything. You're gonna get everything. The most high I say he's gonna give you everything. That means you're gonna know who you are in the most high. You're gonna know um who you belong to, and you're gonna know what your job is. And once you do all that, the most high is gonna give you everything. He's gonna give you a mate that's gonna love you. He's gonna give you supportive people around you. He's gonna give you a good job. He's gonna give you a good disposition. He's gonna give you all that, all those things to allow you to live on this earth. But I don't see nobody doing that. Okay, and I'm not saying there's nobody that's doing it. I don't see none. I know some people, but I don't see none that are doing it now. This is why I'm presenting this relationship um, series, because I don't see them. I do see people with healthy relationships, with healthy self-esteem. I do see them, but that's not a lot of people, okay? That's not in a a pronounced amount, That's actually the um, minority. It's not that many people that's doing this. So I felt like, you know, in reading and in experiencing a lot of people, because there's there's some people that I do know that's healthy in relationships, healthy, self-esteem, stuff like that. But we're living in times when people are not. It's a lot of stuff that you're seeing. It's a lot of stuff that's in you that was never addressed, that you never looked at, It's sitting there in your memories museum and in your gut and it's hurting you and it's killing you. And this is why you got to turn around and look at that and get that out of your temple. Because the Most High can't live in there. The Ruach can't live in there. He can't come in there and have supper with you with all that junk in there. That's why I say you got to clean it out. All that spiritual hurt, all that pain that sits inside of your soul inside of your body because if it's in your soul it's it if it's in your soul and in, in your mind it's in your body too and it's presenting itself in your body by the things that you eat. In is making you fat or it's making you thin or it's making you angry or it's doing stuff to you you want to know why all this stuff is happening to you? you better look within yourself self-reflection very important now i'm on number eight you do now i'm still talking to the women you do not know everything women. You do not know everything, despite the fact that you take care of everybody and everything and you try to fix everything in your own life because you have had um, to be independent most of your adult lives. Um, we're used to fixing everything and trying to make everything okay without outside help. Help that we probably could use or need. But because we didn't have it when we was young and don't have it now, we made to stand alone and unprotected, like I said. Allow your man, your other half, to protect you and make it okay. Sometimes you can help, and this is why you're the helpmate. Okay. The scriptures say that the most high made a helpmate for Adam. You the helpmate, you're not the man. Okay. And you don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. The most high even said, no, I'm not, I'm not allowing everybody to know everything because then you don't need me. I understand that and it's okay not to know everything. It's okay. It's okay to trust people too. You're supposed to be trusting the person that you love. You're not supposed to be the bully over them. You're not supposed to be the leader over them. You're not supposed to have this masculine energy over them. You're not supposed to be their mother. You're not supposed to give them everything you believe. You got to let people do stuff on their own. You're not supposed to be doing all that. You're supposed to know your place as a woman and yes, We do have a place as a woman. I don't care all those um, women who think that, oh, no, um, he ain't going to tell me this. And, oh, I don't have no place and all that. I'm a woman. No, you do have a place. You do. Because there's a time and a place for everybody. And there's a place for everybody. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You was not made first. You was the helpmate of Adam. You are his second half. Period yet, Okay. So uh, you need some help women. You need some help. Cause nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm naming these things and it's, I'm touching somebody. I'm pricking somebody's heart. I am pricking somebody's heart. You need to be humble women. I'm pricking somebody's heart. I feel it. Number nine, allow your man to be who he is. Okay. And what does that mean? It means allow him to be whoever he is to him. Do not demasculate your man. Do not take your man, take anything away from your man to demasculate him, to take his eggs away, okay? To take his bazumbas away, all right? Don't take his balls, okay? I didn't want to say balls, but damn it, yes. Don't take them away, because if you take that away, what else does he have? That's where the testosterone comes in. That's what makes him a man. Those hormones that rush through his veins and allow him to be your mate. Do not take them away. Allow your man to be who he is, whatever that means to him. Whether or not you grew up with a male figure, allow that man to be who he is. Now that is not to say allow him to be a knucklehead. Uh -uh. That doesn't mean
1: allow him to be a knucklehead or a thug. Okay. Nobody wants that.
0: Allow him to be the man he's supposed to be, even if he needs to grow into that. Allow him, even help him. Okay. But don't be the man and the woman in the relationship. Okay. This is where the real love comes in when you allow your man to be who he is, because that means you trust him. And that's ushering me right to number 10, trust. The right man with your vulnerability, meaning let your guard down. I know a lot of times the children of Zion, the the daughters of Zion, have been hurt to the core. They've been hurt to the core. They've been ignored. They've been hurt. They've been left behind. They've been shunned. They've been talked about. They've been high, low, down to the ground. The children of um, Zion, the daughters, the the daughters, overlooked child. Mm. They've been down. I'm a daughter of Zion too. I totally understand. I totally understand. But this is where self-reflection comes in. I feel sorry for those children, the children of Israel, the daughters of Zion, who are the children of Israel, the daughters of Israel. All the pain and the hurt that we have had to endure in the land of our captivity and way back then. We have had to, but this is where you, when you're able to self-reflect, when you're able and
1: willing to get help to strengthen your spirit, to strengthen, give yourself uh, love,
0: give yourself grace, allow yourself to be who you are without apologies because everything is a learning experience. Not unless you're doing something to somebody that deserves an apology. But a lot of times we feel sorry and we don't need to feel sorry. There's a lot of stuff that's been done to us. We don't even realize it. Then we get angry. We get upset. And the reason why we get angry is because we hurt down to the core of our being. That's the only reason why we angry. It ain't we angry because we, we mean bitches. It ain't that. It's because we've been hurt. We've been victimized. We've been traumatized. We've been all of those things. But guess what? It's time to put that away. It's time to allow the most high to heal you. That's why I say, the scriptures say, if you seek the most high first, his kingdom and his righteousness. Once you seek the most high, you're going to turn from your wicked ways. You're going to seek the most high's face and he's going to give you everything you need. Not only are you going to have enough strength and the way with all to be an independent, wonderful woman, you're going to get a wonderful man. Okay, and you're going to have an excellent relationship. You're not going to have all this male energy. You're not going to have distrust for people. You're going to be whole. You ain't going to carry that baggage. You ain't going to do none of that. It starts with the most high. This is why I'm saying what I'm saying. You can't do this by yourself. Remember, the children of Israel was dismantled and separated from the most high. It was from the Old Testament. Way back in the Old Testament, they were separated from the most high. So where does that leave you, daughters of Israel, lost and in pain? Uh Uh-huh. And you don't even know it. And have a lack. The whole children of Israel have a lack. But on top of all of that, being a woman and being shunned and having to be um, in charge of everybody and having to be this strong black woman and all this stuff that they call themselves, having to be all of this, that was pushed upon you. From the lack of growing up in your family with without a father, without um, the village, without real support, without understanding what it means to be who you are, and I mean 100% who you are. You are a daughter of Zion. Your, chi- your family did not teach you that. What they did is put you in church, and the church tells you that you a Gentile, when damn it, you not a Gentile. You are the apple of the Most High's eye. And once you learn who you are and what your position is with the most high, then you can have good relationships. You got to work on you, sister. You have to work on you. Okay? Because you are a strong woman. You are. Not because you had to be, because you did have to be, but because the most high made it that way. He made it that way. He made you Teflon already, but you're using it the wrong way and you're using it to push away your man or the man that's supposed to come to you. It's so many things that's happening with the children of Israel being separated. The devil is doing everything he needs to do. I mean, he's pulling out cards from every part of his being, trying to throw monkey wrenches in the children of Israel's lives. He is. And the Most High said he's going to allow it to be done until a certain time. But once you wake up and know who you are, the Most High said you be in my my will, which is Lord, statutes, precepts, and commands. Even your enemies will be at peace with you. So the devil won't even be able to trap you. You'll be able to get the man you want. You'll be able to have the family that's supposed to have this strong foundation in love, rooted in love, in the word of the Most High. And then you could keep going in this wicked world because the whole world is wicked. It says this in the New Testament. It says it in the Apocrypha, the Pseudepigrapha, the Nag Hammadi, anybody you get, anything you get. That's where it says it. The Most High is trying to tell you something. He needs you to listen. Seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness. He's going to give you everything. All the wisdom and understanding of knowing who you are and knowing not to go into the pitfalls of this wicked life, okay? So like I said, I'm going back into it, trust. Trust the right man with your vulnerability. We, as the children of Israel, we don't trust nobody with our vulnerability because every time we turn around, somebody's trying to blankety-blank us and take us down. And blankety-blank means a curse, so I ain't gonna say it. They trying to take us down. And that's why we got to keep our guards up at all times. But you have to understand who you are in the most high and who to trust. Once you know who you are and where you stand, you're going to be able to do your job. You're going to be able to know who you trust. And you're going to have enough way with all to see the signs, try the spirits and know if they different from the most high. Yeah, this is scripture. You're going to be able to know because if it's not of the most high, you can hurry up and put your wall up so this person won't hurt you. But if you're not in the most high, you're going to keep the wall down when it's not supposed to be down and you're going to be hurt. And then you're going to put the
1: wall up when it ain't supposed to be up and you ain't going to get what you need and what you want. <laughs> Water break, sorry. All right.
0: This is the only way you'll be able to truly love. And love
1: faithfully.
0: Trust that this man won't hurt you. But if he does, at least you would have learned how to let your guard down, okay, which is a part of loving someone and loving faithfully, okay? And this is not to say give him everything, but don't love with attachments and warranties rules and stipulations okay like i said search for the most high first he's gonna give you everything you need and you the scriptures say try the spirits and what does that mean it means try people because people are spiritual beings try people you try not by the things that they say by their actions okay the things that they do that's how you're gonna try them And that's how you're going to know how to keep your guard up and when to let it down and when to be vulnerable around somebody. If you're in a relationship and the man just keep giving you his behind to kiss, you know not to be vulnerable around him because he's going to take every vulnerability you have and use it as ammunition to shoot you with. You never let that happen. Never. But you have to learn to trust. And a part of learning how to trust is learning who you are. If you know who you are, then you'll know how to navigate and try the spirits to see if they are of the most high because somebody of the most high is not going to abuse you now they may not be perfect you know because mistakes do happen but they ain't going in to abuse you they're not going in to abuse you okay not unless they defending themselves against you okay And, and it brings me back to fight fear Never say something you can't take back, okay? Harsh, serious secrets of pain and trauma to hurt someone is ammunition and it cuts like a knife. I already said that, okay? And an an emotional, um, abusive nature is not a good nature either. That's why you gotta look within yourself, okay? Self-evaluation, that's what you need self-evaluation, learn how to look at yourself in a humble way and point out your own faults. And that can be done because it's in the scriptures. Most high, and I'm just saying it in the loose translation, um, the most high said, um, humble yourself and look at yourself and, and correct yourself so that he don't have to correct you. So we know that it can be done because the most high said it can be done. If we humble ourselves, then we can look at ourselves unbiasedly. And say, you know, the stuff that I'm doing is wrong. That ain't right. I need to fix that. Yeah, we could write those things down and work on ourselves before we go into relationships. We got a habit of jumping from one relationship to another, women, without giving yourself some time to breathe and look at the last relationship and find out what happened in the relationship that was good and bad and what you could take with you that's good and helpful into the next relationship and leave all the rest of that stuff back there but we don't do that you don't even give yourself a good year to detox from the last relationship that's what you need to be doing now i'm doing this honorable mention i did all 10 but now i'm doing the honorable mention and this is do not fall for any man that just comes along Just because you want to have a relationship. Oh, I need a relationship. Oh, there's a lot of women that are desperados. And I call them desperados because they desperate to have a relationship. Oh, I need a man. I I can't be without a man. (sighs) So you choosing a man over the most high. And that's what you're doing. Because you're not allowing yourself to be under the most High's tutelage to get yourself a man that's just right for you. You just keep hopping from man to man, to man to man to man, and it'd be the same type of man, just in a different skin. The same type of man, the abusive man, the man that don't really like you, the man that's using you, the man that sits back and allows you to do everything, the man that wants you to baby him and he does nothing, the man that's making you go to work while he's sitting his behind home and you doing everything, taking care of the children and all that, that's what kind of man you get. You don't get a man that's equally yoked with you. And you don't even think about that. You just know you got a piece of man in your bed and in your house. Love yourself enough, please, to not have that because that's a desperado. And like I said, don't fall for any man that just comes along. out of desperation and they don't have any um, realistic expectations. You're just fooling yourself because you're desperate. Okay. And don't, uh, don't let me saying you're desperate offend you. It's the, that's the truth. You're desperate because if you wasn't desperate, you will pull back from the last relationship and you will look at that relationship and try to decipher what went wrong and what worked. Take the things that was positive and keep them and get rid of all the negativity and detox from that relationship. Make yourself stronger with all of the things that you learned, all of the beneficial things that you learned. Give yourself enough time. Meditate and pray. Wait for the next man, period. Don't go looking for the next man at the bar, at the club, at the lounge, in the neighborhood, oh, across the street, in the Starbucks, in the Walmart, in whatever store you're going in. No. Because the hurt and the pain and all the dysfunction that you have without detoxing is going to attract the same person that you got the last time. Spirits do um, connect. They like magnets. So if you hurt and in pain, you're going to connect with somebody who is hurt and in pain. Yes. And when you detox and do all of that, meditate on the word of the most high and pray to him, he's going to send you who he need the same you. Uh-huh. Okay. Like I said, many of us have grown up without a male figure. So as soon as we see someone that we would like to be with, lustful eyes, we lose our minds trying to get them. BBL, face lighting up, wig on your head, everything, flashing money, twerking, all of that. And when he is there trying to keep him in the relationship. That's clearly not realistic. We don't know how to act, communicate, be good to a man, be bad, hurt, various dysfunctional behaviors we have. Remember, hurt people hurt people. So you hurt you walking around looking for this man, the man is hurt in some way too, may not be hurt the way you hurt, but when y'all come together and things start unfurling, because you know, there's a honeymoon period after that, uh, six months or a year. And sometimes it don't even last that long. You already know, you ain't supposed to be with that person. And by then, if you are in a toxic, this, um, dysfunctional, unrealistic relationship, you didn't already gave him everything why buy the cow when you could get the milk for free he didn't already got the milk the cheese the butter he didn't got everything a steak he got all of that from you already and now he can leave and you wonder why you buy yourself you don't give man everything you don't give him everything your mind your body your soul you're supposed to be giving the most high that if you gave the most high all the stuff you give to a man you would be in a better position But nope, you giving him everything and you're still in a dysfunctional,
1: angry situation. Now that's the woman. Now I'm
0: gonna do 10 and one honorable mention for the man. Now I'm gonna need y'all all to understand these are some things that I see in people. And I feel like I need to bring up because I keep seeing it. Now, this is not to reprimand or roast anybody, like I said, but we as a people need to look inside ourselves, just like the Most High said, turn from your wicked ways, the children who are called by my name, stop doing all of this stuff that don't make no no sense and look for me. And maybe I'll turn around and heal you heal you. It says heal your land, but your land is you. You are your land. Okay. Remember Adam was born from the dust of the ground. the the whole globe, the whole earth was a, a was gave birth to Adam, was a virgin until she had Adam. Okay. He's going to heal you. So these are the 10 rules for the men. It's not in any order. I'm just calling it out. And these are not limited to the ones that I listed below. It could be hundreds of others, just like for the females. Now, this is the first, this is the first one I'm saying. And understand what I'm saying, brothers, because you, my brother. I'm talking to my brothers, I'm talking to my sons, I'm talking to my nephews, I'm talking to my uncles, I'm talking to my grandfathers, I'm talking to my fathers. Any male role model that is in the children of Yasharel, your sister, your auntie, your daughter, your granddaughter, your mama is talking to you in
1: love. Because I want you to be better. So now number one, you are not a
0: beast despite your actions to portray one. What does the world say about you? Brothers, who are you to the world? Your public enemy, number one. That's what you are. What does the Most High say you are? You're the apple of His eye. He made you first, He made you in His image. You see how the Most High say one thing and the whole world say something else? The world doesn't like you. The world doesn't love you. The world hates you. The world will have a perpetual hatred to you, and for you. Who are you to anybody outside your nation? A penis. Somebody they can control, somebody they can hate, somebody they can vilify, somebody they can um, call a beast that's not a human being. That's what the world outside of Yashara calls you. And then you turn around and you give that pain to your counterpart, which is the daughter of Zion the daughters of Zion. You are separated from your own counterparts. The most high already told you don't mess with nobody outside your nation. And what do you do? I'm not even going to go really deep into that. It's going to be sometimes that I am going to say, but I'm just telling you, you're not a beast. And why would I say you're not a beast? Because that's what the world believes you to be. You're not human. You're the by word, which is the N word. You're nothing. You're three-fifths of a human being. This is what the children um, were always called. This is what it says in Deuteronomy that they're going to call you. All kinds of stuff. It says those um, heathens outside of Yashorel. Everybody outside of Yashorel is going to treat you bad. I don't care if you think you're being treated better. I don't care what you're feeling. I don't care If you're not in a relationship with your counterpart that is in the children of your own nation, the children of Israel, if you are in a relationship that's not a counterpart of the children of Israel, in some way you're being used and abused. I don't care whether you felt it or not. You are, because the Most High says it. Yeah, and if you really did some real soul searching, and real humble research, you'll see that these other nations that you connected with, they either don't like you or they don't like your family. Huh. Now you can keep on and going on with them if you want to, but in the end, in the end, and at the end of everything else, you're gonna suffer. Cause the most high, you're breaking the laws. You're breaking the Lord's statute precepts and commands of the most high. I'm just letting you know. And why I, why am I saying that you're not a beast? Because the whole world considers you a beast. A beast with a penis. That's what the females outside of the nation consider you. And the males outside of the nation just consider you a beast. Now, since the people outside of this nation are, um, are uh, dealing with the devil and they're being led by the devil, the flesh, that's how they're being led. And what does the flesh like more? A healthy penis. I'm just saying, okay? So like I said, you're not a beast despite your actions and your portrayal of a beast because that's how you're acting. Bulls, lions, bears, beastly mammals. That's how you're acting. The Most High said that uh, people act beastly. If you're not a human being that's made in the image of the Most High, you're a beast. What does the Most High say of the children of Israel? They made in his image, right? They're his children they're the apple of his eye if you're acting outside of the law statutes precepts and commands you acting like a beast and not i'm talking to the women too but i didn't already got on them i'm talking to you because brothers fathers uncles nephews sons cousins that's males i'm talking to you because you're going on and you acting like it you're presenting yourself like a beast and you are not in the will of the most high when you're supposed to be made in his image, And all you do is act like a beast. Now, let me just give you a little more understanding as to why I'm saying this. What do beasts do? They act on instincts. They don't have that cognitive thought like human beings. So if you're not having this cognitive thought and having the fruits of the spirit and one of them being self-control, self-control, you're being a beast. You are being a beast. And that's what this world, the heathens in the world, because remember, the devil rules this world. The devil is the God of this world. Okay? The devil is the God of this world. And he's the one who's leading the charge with his children and those who listen to him, calling the children of Yashorel beasts. If you are not in the lowest statutes, precepts and commands and in the will of the Most High, you are a beast. My question to you, Is why you acting like a beast, and you shouldn't be. You should be in the Most High's laws. This is why most of the the um, detrimental things that happen to human beings happens to you. You are public enemy number one. I'm gonna say it
1: again.
0: You are public enemy number one. You are public enemy number one I'm gonna say it one more time to drive it home you are public enemy number one okay you are the Apple of the most High's eye Yeshua came down here and said they don't listen to me because they don't love me they dark down here they do not have the will of the most High they don't love me and they sure ain't gonna love you and that's exactly what he says in Old Testament New Testament every Testament. It says that they ain't going to like you. They mean in heathens, pagans, anybody outside of Yashua, they're not going to like you. They're not going to love you. They're going to treat you like an animal. And that's exactly what's happening. And you're helping it. If you was born with two strikes, why would you make it another strike and you'll be out? This is what I tell people all the time. You was born with two strikes. Strike one, you are a child of the most high, the apple of his eye. He left the whole world to you from Adam when Adam sinned it the whole the whole world didn't get the blessing only the children of Israel got the blessing Abraham's line got the blessing which went to Isaac and I already I'm just saying the regular names cuz that ain't the Hebrew name it well, went to Isaac and then went to Jacob who is Yaakov his children got everything who are you the progeny of Yaakov who is Israel a blood Covenant. Not only a blood covenant, but blood relatives. The children of Israel are still walking around today. And one of the children of Israel is saying this lesson, lecturing. Okay? And understands full well that you could be walking in the word of the most high or you could be a beast like the rest of this world is. The bad thing is the beasts are calling the children of Israel beasts and knocking them off that's why president 45 said he could walk down fifth avenue and kill one of y'all
1: because
0: he wasn't mean to his own nation and nobody would say nothing when we gonna wake up children my brothers my uncles my sons my cousins my grandfathers my fathers when are we gonna wake up when the whole world is contingent on you sons of israel it's contingent on you and you just keep on showing your behind, doing all kinds of stuff. And if you don't believe that, turn on the TV and see all the things that do not line up with the word, word of the most high. See all the things that Yasharel, the sons of Israel, are doing on TV. See what they doing. You don't have to go outside and figure it out. Cut on the news. If they ain't vilifying you or making you a monster by propaganda, you are public enemy number one on this earth and only you could turn this around. But you just keep on messing up. And it goes into every relationship, every personal relationship, every interpersonal relationship you have, especially against your counterparts. This is why we're in the position we're in because we separated. When our strength is in numbers our strength is in assembly you are the ones that started this mess it was ever since the old testament and i'm not talking about eve um giving adam the um the uh fruit of knowledge quote unquote I'm talking about you always going to somebody outside your own nation and frolicking with them and horrorizing with them. And yes, that ain't no word, but I'm saying it anyway. Whoremongering. Okay, let me clean it up. Whoremongering. That's what you've been doing. So that's what I'm saying. You're not a beast. I got to give give you this information. You are not a beast, but you're acting like one. You're acting like a bull. And bulls have herds of females. And all they do is stick their penises in all the females and get them pregnant. You're not a beast. Understand that. So you can't have a whole bunch of women. You can't have polygamous relationships. You can't have all of those things of being the word in the most high. Now I want to say this to you because there is somebody that's going to say, that know a little bit about the Bible, but not enough. They, they're not spiritually aware enough to go there. But they will say something smart. They will. And I'm going to say this to you, whoever got something smart to say. Oh, this is what they'll say. Well, in the Bible, um, Abraham had more than um, Sarah. Okay. Because he Sarah did give him um, somebody to have sex when he had Ishmael. Okay, yes, we understand that. And then we'll go to um, uh, uh, Yaakov, who they call um, Jacob. He had two sisters, okay? And they had the 12. Mm -hmm. Then you'll talk about Solomon and you'll talk about all these people who had more than one wife. Um, Even Abraham, because Abraham did have more than one wife. But I will say this, that, that, the most high allowed. And if you notice, the only reason why, um, Abraham, um, had sex with that woman to have Ishmael is because Sarah wanted him to, cause it was a child that, prom- uh, that of that, promise and Sarah couldn't wait for the most high, just like I'm saying now in these relationships, she couldn't wait for the most high. When the most high told um, Abraham, I'm going to give you a child of promise and it's going to come through Sarah. This heifer did not wait. She wanted um, him to have sex and I can't remember the lady's name off the top of my head and they had um, Ishmael and then she got upset with Abraham when he had Ishmael because he loved Ishmael. That's Sarah's nonsense that wasn't abraham's that's number one and then if you talk about jacob y'all cool he had two sisters they was twins he did not intend to have that first sister leah okay he didn't want to have leah but leah's father tricked him uh-huh because leah they was twins but leah came out first so they made him they drugged him up And made him have sex with Leah. After a quote unquote marriage. Okay. And then they gave him the other daughter. Mm -hmm. So these have circumstances. It's not like oh yeah. I'm I'm popping my coochie. Or I'm popping my pee pee. And I'm getting all these women. That's not how it works. People are being self-centered, they're being self-righteous, they're being ignorant, and they doing whatever they want to by the devil, fleshly things, because fleshly things are from the devil. That's not what the most high ordained. And I'm approved to you right now, right at this moment, because some people say, well, there's no such, there's no scripture in the Bible that says that you can't have more than one wife. Lies. I'm about to hit you with it right now. And anybody from now on that keeps saying they can have more than one, oh well, if they um it says in the Bible, it don't say in the Bible that you can't have more than one wife. Lies, lies from the pit of hell, and I'm getting ready to read it right now. And it is Deuteronomy 17 and 17. Get the numbers. Okay, because seven, one and seven, and one and seven is eight and eight, eight and eight is 16, six and one is seven, that's a Lord that's a, 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 a not only a lure from the most high, but it's a perfect number seven. The most high is telling you, where His number seven, saying this, and I quote, neither shall he, as in men of children of Israel, multiply wives to himself, that his heart not turn away neither shall he greatly multiply himself silver and gold why does the most high say that because too much of anything is not good for you too many wives is not good for you because everybody grew up in a different atmosphere with different um, values and they may turn you away from the most high so the most high is saying and i'm gonna read it again Neither shall he, as in the children of Israel, the men, multiply wives to himself, that his heart not turn away from the most high, because your heart is supposed to be to the most high first. But if you got 500 million gazillion poor, that's outside of Israel, or you got more than one child of Israel, which is the daughter of Zion, same thing, then your, then your focus is going to be on them and not on the most high. So I don't give a damn what nobody said. I don't care if somebody listened to me and they are um, Hebrew Israelites, they call themselves. I don't care if it's somebody who's been studying um, the Bible through the heathens. I don't care what they saying and that argument talking about, oh yeah, you it don't say nowhere that you can't have more than one wife. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I just told you in Deuteronomy because the Most High said he only dealt with the children of Israel. He ain't never showed nobody, nobody else. So how can a Gentile teach a child of Israel? That's so upside down. Children of Israel, you should know your your history. And your history is saying That the most high said, you should not multiply your wives to yourself because your first love is the most high. These women's going to turn your heart away from me. Deuteronomy 17 and 17. I couldn't wait to hit that one. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to give you that. I couldn't wait to give you that because I can't stand when men think that they're so smart and talk about they can have more than one woman. Where? This is the devil talking to you, sir. This is the devil talking to you. He's talking to your flesh. Because the Most High said the devil gets to you through your flesh. They break down your mind and they get to your body. That's where all of that fleshly lust and and, and you being a whore. Uh Uh-huh. I don't even want to hear it. Deuteronomy 17 and 17. Okay. You need to meditate on that. Back to what I was saying. You're not a beast. So stop acting like one. Because Deuteronomy 17, 17 says that you shouldn't be. And I hate to get all up in your behind, but this is, I'm sick of these men. They doing too much. You doing more than the Gentiles and the, and the heathens, the pagans. You're doing more than the pagans. You're doing too much. This is why the most High said he only going to have a remnant because the sons of Zion is running them up. Oh, they doing everything. I'm not saying the daughters ain't, but the sons is really doing everything. The sons is supposed to be first. The sons are supposed to be made in the image of the most high. Women came from the son, the first son was Adam. If you knew who you were in the most high, you would turn from your wicked ways. Seek the most high's face. The most high will give you everything you need, a wife, a good wife, because he who has a good wife has a good thing. He who has a wife has a good thing, especially a wife who's gonna take care. of You, you know the, but though a good woman's gonna take care of you. You know this, but anyway, back to what I was saying. You are not a beast, despite your actions to put, portray one. Bulls, lions, bears, and other beastly mammals, and you should conduct yourself in an orderly fashion. That's what the Lord's statute precepts, the commands, are about. This is why the Most High provided you with the fruit of the Spirit, children of Israel. You are not a Don. You know what a Don is. You are not a gigolo. You are not a cock or a bull. Okay, and you shouldn't have multiple women. I already told you Deuteronomy 17 and 17. That's what the Most High said. He said what he said. The whole lesson is on this, but I will say that you are to conduct yourself in an orderly fashion and not believe that you can have more than one woman that does not correlate with the scriptures. Although many of our forefathers have done it, they did not do it for lustful purposes. I already told them there's always a woman that's doing that or somebody's family that bamboozled them. And if you do close examination and research, the women are the ones who requested or pushed for it. That's Sarah and Rachel. Aside from them, it was the lustful actions of the men David, Solomon, and whoever
1: else, Judah. Understand that. Now, number
0: two. I'm sorry I had to stay on that one, but I had to dig into our brothers, our counterparts behind. I had to. In love. In love. I love you. So I'm going to give you this piece of information because I have to love you in order to give you this. Because if I didn't love you, I'll let you keep going on being a fool. The most high is allowing you to act like a fool. And guess what? You're going to pay for it because heaven and earth is going to testify against you. I don't want that to happen to you. I want to see you in the next life. I want to love you as a brother, a son, a nephew, a uncle, a grandfather, a father. That's what I want to love you as because you're supposed to be loved like that. And if you didn't have that lack, like I said, because you was raised nine times out of 10, you was raised in a single female um, household. And a woman don't know how to raise no man. I'm sorry. So she ain't doing nothing but calling and doing all of that stuff and allowing you to do all this nonsense that you shouldn't be doing. OK, and if you did grow up with a woman that's hateful and terrible, which is the next lesson, then you do have a lack because you're going to be poisoned against your own counterparts. And that is the saddest thing It's said when you're going against your own counterparts to go to the devil, because that's what you're doing. Because of something in your life that was never addressed and something that you don't even know is hurting you and deep down in your psyche that need to be getting gotten rid of. You need to get rid of it. You need therapy and you need to see it and you need to get rid of it. Okay? And, and whatever woman poisoned you and made you feel some type of way, this heifer had a lack. Everybody's not the same. I just want you to know that. I'm saying that so we can move on to number two. You are not your female um, partner's father. Okay? Okay? despite you supposedly according to the laws, statutes precepts and commands in a healthy relationship you being the head of the household in a healthy you fearing relationship you supposed to be the head of the household men but being that we not we're not living in those times okay the devil's running rampant we're not living in those times these men is coming in here with lack and all kinds of dysfunction, and they're trying to lead a household, sir. Sit down and recline, okay? Take a nap. You need to go get some therapy, sir, because you can't come and run a household and you're dysfunctional. How do you expect somebody to follow you and you're not a leader? Because nine times out of ten, a woman, a female, the child of Israel, female child of Israel. Is groomed to be a leader, whether she's a dysfunctional leader or a functional leader. She is groomed to be one. She is groomed to take care of her house because she already know the man ain't gonna be there nine times out of ten. She already knows because she was already raised in a single family household, so she don't have no no uh, no other way but to be the way that she is this is why i'm saying that she needs to fix herself because there's all kinds of dysfunction. but trying to learn and um raise um children and try to live this life that we have been given is not not one of the issues okay because she was groomed to survive even as traumatic as she's been through she was groomed to survive but you which is also coddled nine times out of 10, you was coddled and uh, a woman was taking care of you. You don't know you're behind from a hole in the wall and you trying to be somebody's father instead of being a mate. How about looking in yourself and allowing yourself to grow as a man and learning to understand what that means. And I know a lot of times men, like I said, they grew up in a one parent Household and a woman is doing everything she can. If it's a healthy relationship, it can't be that healthy because it's dysfunctional. There's only one person there. That's that's what I'm saying. It's already dysfunctional being one person uh, raising this child. which you need a two parent, a male and a female to understand how relationships uh, form and grow and sustain themselves. You need to understand that. But being that the children of Israel don't get that. And I'm talking about the men now because I already talked about the women. A little boy ain't going to be able to see what that means. So he's not going to know how to be a man because all he got is women there. Females. Aside from watching TV and these rappers and, and, and sports figures and whoever else, he doesn't have a male figure. And he may have an uncle, but the uncle might be out in the streets or the uncle might be sick or the uncle may not be there or whatever it is, because it does take a village to raise a child. And that means males and females. You have to have a functional, healthy male to be able to raise a functional, healthy male. And a lot of times it's not there. So naturally, the son is going to have a lack, a lack of a uh, male figure a lack of what it means to be a man, a lack of being able to stand up for yourself and be um, the breadwinner and being a good partner, you already have a lack. And then you try to get pissy. And then when you get older, still having that lack and never um, dealing with it and understanding it and trying to correct it, you go into a relationship with a woman and you try to make her do all the stuff and you still try to be the man. You can't do that. Either that or you a mama's boy and you connected with somebody who happens to um, coddle her son. She used to coddle her son and that's how y'all getting together because she's a coddler and you're a mama's boy. But no real woman wants you because no real woman's going to put up with that because she's not raising you, honey. You're supposed to be her equal, her partner. You're supposed to be equally yoked. She don't want to raise a child and you ain't coming in there trying to act like you nobody's father. That's what you're not doing. Coming in there, acting and beating your chest and and being beastly to a woman. No. Now, there might be a woman that allows you to do that, but how long is that going to last? Having a a relationship based on manipulation and and poisoning a woman's mind and making her do stupid stuff.
1: Mm, That's
0: a sign of a weak woman who is desperate for a man. And I already said that. But that's a man who's uh, also beastly and trying to be somebody's father when you're not you can't be the father and the mate that's dysfunctional not to mention sick okay so I'm gonna keep going you did not give birth to her she is not she's supposed to be your health mate not your child even if the scriptures indicate that you are the head you cannot stand without the neck okay your head can't stand without the neck She is your helpmate and you need to treat her as such. In order for you to be a leader, like I said, in order for you to lead this family, in order for you to lead this relationship, because a woman will let you lead if you know how. Oh, she'll, she'll let you do whatever. She'll let you if you know how. If you're showing her that you could be that leader, she will let you. She's secure enough within herself to allow you to do what you need to do. Not unless she's insecure and she got something going on. And I already said that in the women's. But a healthy female who knows who she is and is self-secure and self-sufficient, she get a man who is just as um, equally yoked as her, she'll let him lead. But if he's not a leader, don't act like it. Because nobody's following a fool, honey, especially a savvy woman. She's not going to follow a fool. Now, she'll be rocking with you if you know what you're doing. But she ain't rocking with you if you think that you're going to be her father and you don't know you're behind from a hole in the wall. No, that's not going to happen. The best thing for you to do is search for the Most High. The best thing for a real manly man within uh, the Children of Israel to do is to meditate on the Most High's word. the most high is going to whip you in shape oh yes he's going to whip you in shape because you're supposed to be the head why wouldn't he give you the headship you need to be the head because that's what you was called to do but for some reason these men is just acting like complete idiots i'm not saying all of them but a majority of them are i have to say majority yes because they are Uh huh. if they ain't running around acting like animals sticking their penises and everything they' around here, running around here, acting like they' somebody's father. Just as dysfunctional, if they want to be, very dysfunctional. This is why we are in the situation we're in. I'm, I'm saying the majority, not all, but a majority. Mm-hmm. There are some men that have um, self respect and respect for others enough to conduct themselves in a manner that calls for a real man. There is a such thing as that in children in the children of Israel. But it's not a lot. And that's the um, sad thing about this nation. Even um, the testament of Yahudah, who they call Judah, he says this. He says you're going to be against each other. You're going to um, tear each other apart. This is what our forefather said. And that's the saddest thing to hear from your forefather. Your own forefather said this. It's written in the testament of Judah. And that's the sad thing. It's just so sad. Number three, and I've been saying this, it's all going to be blended into each other because I have to say this because this is how our men are acting. No bullying or abuse, okay? Hurt people do hurt people. And behind anger is pain. If you could separate that anger, all you got is trauma and pain. That's what it is. You know people go around and you know they call us black folk even though we're not black we melanated but there's a social construct is black and white that's a social construct it was made up in the 15th 16th centuries understand that i already said it in many platforms and understand that but what they say this world says about black people and everybody believes it because there's dog whistles that people say attitude they'll say these uh, these words that will spring up ideas in um, pagans. And this is how they all connect to view the children of Israel. Now, not all melanated people are the children of Israel, but I'm talking about the children of Israel who are melanated. They will say, and they call them black people. They will say in conjunction or connection with a black person, an angry black woman or angry black man. That is a dog whistle to vilify somebody. Or make them um, dehumanize them. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. So every time you hear that, it's an automatic dog whistle to people who are not in your nation. And they all believe it, which is slander. And that's against the word of the Most High. Now, what do the heathens do? They break all the laws, statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. And they say, oh, um, God, quote, unquote, didn't give us no laws. It says in the scriptures, following the laws becomes a law itself. So, the Most High put the laws in for the children of Israel so that they wouldn't sin to stay within the guidelines. However, when Yahshua came down here and started preaching to the Gentiles, those laws became laws to them if you follow them. Because the Most High said, who is in the um, form of Yeshua, he said, he's going to judge people. By the laws, and that's the children of Israel, and not by the laws. But the law, beca- those non-laws, if you follow the laws, they become a law themselves. Meaning, uh, and I'll give you an example. It says you shouldn't kill. So if somebody's not killing, they abiding by the laws. So it becomes a law itself. Don't kill. So these heathens slash pagans are walk, walking around, talk about they don't have to listen to the laws. And nine times out of 10, they breaking them. But your position child of Israel, male of Israel, sir of Israel, (laughs) son of Israel is to abide by those laws, statutes, precepts and commands because you will be judged by them. And one of them is not bullying and abusing your counterparts. So some men have had abusive pasts and their foundations are, um, is a foundation on abuse. Yeah. A lot of times involving women, Um, Either their mothers abusing them, their sisters abusing them, some extended family members abusing them. They saw abuse in the household between their mother and their father, and this is where they pick up that um, that um, behavior, and it actually becomes their foundation. They don't know why they're doing this, but they are doing it. Okay, they do it, and um, I'm not going to talk about the females with them. Because I already spoke about the females stay out of those kind of relationships understand that it's not you it's them they putting it on you because they can't identify where it's coming from and that's what it is their foundation is based on abuse they saw it they experienced it all of that that is what it is it's them okay so no bullying or abuse sirs um some men have had abusive pets like I said which is becomes their foundation and what they know, and how to express themselves, that's what they do. They express themselves in an abusive way instead of talking, and they they learn this behavior, okay? It's learned behavior, okay?
1: Um, concerning, hold on. Okay,
0: um, concerning their first love, the mother or the father did this. They set the stage for that. And this is why I'm doing this now. Because when men and women get together, everything you do affects your children. Everything you do, whether it be good or bad, whether it be positive or negative, whether it be righteous or wicked, it affects your children. I started with the husband and wife first because the husband and wife bring forth the children. You are going to be um, the, uh, the focal point of your children You're going to set the foundation of your children for the next uh, family. And that's why I'm starting with you guys. But your mother and father, if you are bullying and abusing people, it started with them, your mother and father, because that's what you saw. That's what you experienced. It could be your siblings. It could be an extended family member that lived with you, that did all these things to you and made you the way you are. But you don't bring that into the next relationship. You're supposed to get rid of all that stuff before you get into a relationship. Okay? You're supposed to get a handle of that stuff. You're supposed to get some counseling for that stuff. A therapist, a counselor, a psychiatrist. Maybe it's a psychopathology. Who knows? But you're supposed to get on top of this before you go into these loving interpersonal relationships so that you don't bring that nonsense into your relationship. Okay. So your first loves are either your mother and father, and they have not gotten through their past hurts and trauma. It's a circle. a never end in circle. If you don't address it, they ignore it. They pretend that it doesn't exist, but it will always rear its ugly head until you recognize it, identify it and be done with it by working it out in a therapeutic way. Okay. That's abuse bullying and all of that you don't come into a relationship abusing people and bullying people Mm -mm. it's not gonna work out for you Either you going to jail you gonna die sometimes you just move on and just completely hurt every woman you ever come in contact with and you'll be alone in the end because no woman's gonna put up with that that much not unless you kill that woman and go to jail because nobody, no man likes somebody who abuses women, especially if you go to jail, they're going to whoop you behind. Because nine times out of 10, somebody who abuses women will not have physical contact in a form of a fight with another man. Mm-mm. Not unless he got a firearm. And you know he ain't no real man if he can't uh, deal with the man as he did with the woman abusively, you know I mean? Yeah, nine times out of 10, a, a, an abusive man is a punk. Mm-hmm. next one four. stop having babies with every woman, which is the same as number one, you're not a beast stop having babies with every woman and not staying with them. So many men in our community, our nation continue to be quote unquote, fruitful and multiply abusing the same because they are supposed to be a family unit they'll have babies with these women and then they leave this is the man this is the man and the women's fault because of the past hurts trauma lustful desires fleshly abuse which is incest or um sexual abuse and various other psychopathologies so before you get into a relationship stop and think of what the hell you are doing so you could So you can stop causing more pain for other people, okay? Because you are causing more harm than good. And this goes for the men and the women. And it hurts the unborn child too, because you're never there. You're the source of the um, perpetual lack in the family. A lot of times, well, a lot of times women do leave, but predominantly men leave. OK, so if you have a whole pie and you put predominant, it will be either uh, two thirds or even more than two thirds. A large majority could be one third. I, ha- I never mentioned mes- I never measured it. And there's no measurement within the children of Israel to give you a specific number. But based on what we see. A lot of men are the ones that leave simply because they have other issues. They got a lot of other issues. They go and they they're like bees on flowers. I'ma pop here, there, 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 there. I'm gonna pollinate with all the flowers and create more flowers. That's not good if you're not a healthy man, if you're not a man that's healthy of mind, spiritual mind. <clears throat> Well, I'm
1: starting to talk too much. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Hmm. I have to have some water. If you're not healthy,
0: in a sound mind, I mean, not healthy physically, your mind. If it's not healthy, you're gonna continue to <clears throat> create environments that are dysfunctional.
1: So yeah, but I get very
0: emotional when I come down to this. Like I said, when it comes down to the men, it's my all of the all of these numbers from one to eleven, the honorary eleven, they mesh into each other. Now, a lot of those, a lot of those. Um, rules that I said about women it goes for men too you can use that in men and a lot of these rules for men could be used for women because there's abusive women and there's women who think that they bulls too going around having sex with all the men and having all these kids by different fathers honey you're not a man and then the first thing they go oh well if a man could do it, I could do it who says who You're a child of Israel. Where does it say you could do that? Where does it say you could open up your spiritual temple? Because a woman's temple is open in her vagina. It's not like a man. So you're going to open your temple to every thief that comes into your temple so they can wreck your temple. Not only spiritually, they can wreck it physically too, but in the way of diseases. Don't you know the devil is the one who does all this fleshly stuff so if you could even if you even thinking like that the devil is taking over you so let me get back to what i was saying about the man stay within your own nation the lord's statute, precepts and commands say stay within your na- nation how many times does the most high say stay away from um aliens and strangers stay in your own nation he tells a lot of people and he tells us in laws to stay within your own nation. Do the children of Israel. The men. Stay within their own nation. It's more men. in the children of Israel. Outside of their nation. Having children than the women. It's gone to the point that. The demographic. Oh, not the demographic. The statistic of. Men versus women. Within the nation of Israel. There's so few men. If they ain't running to the heathen or the pagans, which is the same thing. If they're not running to them, they either run into each other, men with men. It's very few men that the children, the females of Israel get to be with. Or maybe this man is having so many children with the daughters of Zion. It's not right. They're doing all kinds of stuff. They're doing everything. Man, you're all doing too much y'all really need to do some self-searching okay like I said stay within your own nation this is a part of the law, statutes precepts and commands the more Israel steers away from Yah's laws the more they will not they ain't gonna go it ain't gonna go well with them in this world this is why anybody could walk down the street and kill them and this is the truth you know this is the truth More and more um, things will not go well with them. Even if you think that all is well with your personal relationship with the person that is not of your nation, there is bound to be aspects of your relationship that will go left, and it will. And there will be problems with your personal outlooks, values, and views, as well as your forefathers' covenant with the Most High. That is this, that. This nation has never listened to most, they never listen to this. They never listened to the most High's laws, especially the men. Look at the history concerning your relationship in the grand scheme of nations. And you will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you ignore that, you will ignore it at your own demise and peril. Mm-hmm. You want to keep going to other nations? The High is going to fix you because if that family or if that nation doesn't like you or if they accept you and tolerate you, they won't tolerate your family. They won't tolerate your children. They won't tolerate none of that. Notice the children of Israel embrace everybody. They shouldn't, but they do. It's not in their history to do that. They embrace everybody. Does the rest of the nations, the rest of the pagans embrace everybody? No. Wake up, children of Israel! You're being stupid. The Most High said, "My children are satish; they're dumb, they're stupid." Satish means stupid. You're dumb. The devils know what they're supposed to do, but not my children. They want to keep walking in darkness. This is what the Most High is saying. I'm giving loose translations here. That's what the Most High is saying. You're stupid. Yes, the men are stupid. They don't know any better. They following their penises and bowls. That's what they're following. Okay. You're following your loins and it's not going to go well for you. You could be erasing your own legacy, Mm -hmm, wiping yourself out. And that is one thing that happens along with your spiritual values that matter most because you are of a particular people who's not supposed to be mixing and mingling. This is scriptural and the proof is in the pudding. Okay, that's number five, stay within your own nation. Number six, a man is supposed to have a helpmate, that's his female of his own nation. Not a punching bag. You do not own your significant other. Okay, and I said that a little bit about the abusive man, I'm going to say it again. She is not the object to be abused emotionally or figured ph- Physically. Be emotionally aware of this and make sure you are mature enough to communicate without being physical and or violent in any instance, okay? Number seven, a woman needs a man who is equally yoked with her. Now that's a scripture. Don't get nobody who ain't um, equally yoked with you meaning matches her swag, her personality, uh, finances, self-respect, whatever in all areas, you must be equal. She doesn't need anyone who does not compliment her in the position that she's in. And this goes both ways. Women, you cannot want a man with all these fine qualities and attributes and you don't come with them. This is why it says that Yah will bring you your mate or wait on Yah because you have to be put in a position to receive a mate that is just right for you. 50-50 balance on both sides. Your faith and beliefs are important for a mate. This is why the most high said he don't want you with um, different nations. Because he never gave the other nations nothing. He gave you everything. So you're going to turn around and go with somebody who didn't have nothing in the nation and they following the devil. You already know that wickedness and righteousness don't live in the same uh, area. So you still give up your righteousness and go with the wickedness. That don't make no sense. Not only that, women and men, they have a long list of what they want. But I say this, if you want a good woman, you damn sure better bring a good man because that's what a woman wants. A woman wants a good man and vice versa. If you want a good man, you damn sure better bring a good woman. Okay. Uh huh. As long as your list is, it sure better be, you better be everything on that list that you want. You sure better be. Number eight, learn how to effectively communicate. Now that should have been number one. But number eight, learn how to effective communicate. This is for men and women. But a lot of times men don't like to talk. I'm a woman that likes to talk all the time. Truth be told, my husband don't like to talk all the time. But I get him into a position that we can talk because we can't have no relationship if we can't talk. And a lot of men don't like to talk. They're doers. They're not really talkers. But you need to be talking because I believe 90% of a relationship is communication. I don't care in what area, whether you have a sexual um, activity or whatever, you have to learn how to communicate because how can you know what somebody wants or needs if you don't ask them? There's no such thing as a mind reader. Okay. The only one who read minds was the most high. Who was Yeshua in the flesh? And the most high brought you here before he, you know, before you was here he foreknew you. So he already knew what you was going to think. There's nobody else that could read a mind. Nobody. Okay. So that's where communication comes in. You cannot yell, scream, ignore, be indifferent, abusive, negative, fight below the belt, etc. Just like number seven above, you have to be equally yoked with the person. You say you love this person and um you're building with them, then communicate with them. Okay. I may be biased, but I would say I already said 90% of the relationship is effective communication and active listening. Because you could talk all day, man or woman. You could talk all day, but if the person, the other person is not listening to you, they just hearing you. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Somebody can hear what you said and it go right from one ear to the other. If they listening to you, that means they are receiving what is said and they are um, going to um, take what you said in order to be able to answer you, in order to be able to cogniz- cognitively <laughs> answer the question and be in the, um, realm of communicating with you. Okay. That's active listening, which is different from hearing. Oh yeah. I heard it, but you didn't hear nothing. The person said, okay. All right. So, um, that along with faith and belief, um, which is also from the most
1: high. Okay. You're going to need that. You need that. Uh, Let me, let me go back. Okay. Um,
0: Like I said, 90% of relationships are um, active listening and effective communication. And this is how it, and along with faith in the belief system, which is also high on the scale, but it depends on the individual and what drives them. Are they fleshly or elevated? within themselves meaning spiritually driven are they spiritually driven which is also important to discuss and establish okay number nine do not drag her involving her past relationships first of all when you get into a relationship with somebody and you get to know the person like in the honeymoon phase some people may say oh well how many lovers have you had or this or that I'm not saying that's not important and it 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 depends um it when I say it depends because it could be like some people could go into relationships and they could have brought past diseases in their relationship so you want to try to figure out how that person got the disease and, and where they got it from so a lot of times when people get these diseases they sexual diseases and you should go to my platform because I talk about that sexual diseases with uh, uh, um, a partner. Now, why does the devil make diseases? Because he goes against the Most High. The Most High say you should have one partner, but the devil is saying use that flesh to set it off, honey. This way the diseases come in, so he can abuse your flesh and abuse you, get to you. But anyway, some people while you discussing and and um, opening. Yourself up to your mate. Um, a lot of times people will discuss it, and sometimes they'll go as far as well, how many men or women you've been with? The man or the woman may say this within the community, um, within the uh communication between them two, and some people will tell and and um disclose that. Now, do I believe that's important? I guess it is, but it's up to each um, individual. Uh, partner within a relationship. Um, Some people don't look at that because they get attitudes when they find out, oh, I don't want to know how many people you slept with. I don't know. I don't want to know how much your bed count is. I don't want to know. It was back then and now it's different. So depending on um, what uh, your relationship consists of and what you are establishing within that relationship, you will discuss that. But um, if you are discussing that and somebody discloses a number that might shock you, whether it's man or woman, please do not use that as ammunition to abuse your partner. I'm saying this to the man because some men do that. There's a lot of women that do that too, but more than likely the men do it simply because women shouldn't be opening their legs to everybody. Women, you are a a flower to be worshipped, children of Israel. But as you can see, this whole world that's worshiping the devil, you the worst thing that walks the earth when you're supposed to be one of the best. Okay. So you jumping in and out of bed with everybody, not only are you opening yourself up to diseases, you opening yourself up to spiritual connections with other people because having sex is a spiritual experience more than a physical experience. It says this in the scriptures. It also indicates this when the most high said he's coming to get his bride and they're going to be in a chamber of love and all this other stuff. Yes. So does it matter that a woman, um, whether a woman has a lot of um, past relationships and sexual relationships hell to the yeah. Yes. I'm a woman and I got to jump on the man's side and say, you are a beautiful, I'm saying you are a beautiful flower. Your temple should never be violated like that. It should never be trodden down by devils. But you're allowing yourself to be by every penis you allow inside your vagina. I have to say it like that because I got to make it vulgar enough for you to stop. Every time you have sex with another man, you are violating your temple. You are violating your own body. It says that in the scriptures sexual immorality is a violation of your own body. It says that. And if a woman did do that and she turned from her wicked ways and you are going with her and y'all together and you understand what her background is, do not use that as ammunition against her because she's already changing. That's what I'm saying. Do not hold this against her because she can't get in the time machine and stop it and go back to where she was. She can't. She already did what she did. If she turned from her wicked ways and don't do that no more, and y'all together, y'all have this conversation and you be shocked at what she said and you can't handle it, don't use it against her. Okay? You should not be worried about her past if she's not worried about yours. Remember, you were not there and if you choose to be with her, this means that you're not worried about what happened back there, back then. Not unless there's a disease that comes into play that she can't get rid of, a virus or whatever it is, she has to tell you and y'all got to work it out if you plan to stay well. That's the only way I would believe that you should be um, asking these questions. You are, um, excuse me, everything that happened was in the past and you are here starting things off fresh and new, so to speak. There is no need to discuss the past if you must be willing, if you are willing and able to put your best foot forward and move um, without looking back at something um, that didn't involve you because you wasn't there back then. She didn't even know you back then. And even if she did, you were not a part of the equation. So why should you worry about it if it's not involving a life or death disease? Involving you with sex, okay? It's obsessive and compulsive behavior. It's best not to ask or get in um get out of the way before you establish a relationship. If what she tells you if she turned from her wicked ways and decide oh yeah, and she there's no diseases involved or nothing like that, then she decides to disclose how many bad partners she had and it shocks you. If you don't like it, don't be in a relationship with her. But if you go in a relationship with her and you say it's all right and y'all get into an argument and you bring that up, the most high is going to get after you. Because you chose to be with her. Mm -hmm. You chose to be with her. Number 10, watch your mouth. Uh Uh-huh. Watch your mouth, sirs. Words hurt. Like I stated above, bridle your tongue, which means be quiet. You don't got nothing nice to say. And don't use words to hurt people. If you're in an emotional state, you have to pull away and gather your thoughts before you lash out and abuse your partner. You need to talk about this later on. Walk away first. Think about whatever you're going to think about and learn to hold your tongue. Okay, it's better to be quiet and wait to cool off before getting into disputes. Okay, and letting secret ammunition come and hurt your partner and trigger them to hurt you. Okay, that's terrible. That's not fighting fear, which I also say to women. This goes for both. Always remember to take the high road. Ask yourself do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Okay, do you want to love this person? Do you really love this person? If you do love the person, why would you want to hurt them to the core of their being? That don't make no sense. And then turn around and go, oh yeah, I love you. How? How when I can hear what's in your heart? You just told me what's in your heart. First you say I'm an X, Y, and Z and now all of a sudden you love me. Sometimes you got to watch what you say because once that is out, once you release that by your mouth, you can't take it back. And this is the honorary one, number 11. Don't be a mama's boy. (laughs) Like I said before, be a man, okay? And get off your mama's tip. Your female that you're gonna get into a relationship is not your mother. And you may be drawn to somebody who does coddle and has coddled her children. So you may be connected to that. You may be drawn to that. And that's how dysfunctional relationships are. One act like the mother, another one act like the son, even though they're husband and wife. Okay. Many times as mothers, we coddle our sons because of what they had to endure in this world, being Yasharel. Okay, we understand what happens to them. We got to teach them about the police when they four and five years old. We got to be scared, you know, when they going to school, is somebody going to abuse them? We scared when they go out. We don't know. And we pray that they come home safely. This is regular
1: stuff in Yasharim. Okay. Many times as mothers, we coddle our sons
0: because of what they had to endure in this world but we are not preparing them for relationships and we are not teaching them to be strong and self-sufficient and independent. Many times we don't have a man in the house
1: and roles that get blurred because of it. Okay?
0: It's not good for the male in the house without a father figure. Okay? Coddling the male and doing everything for him not teaching him how to fend for himself, no male figure, no tough love. And then we want him to have a healthy relationship. This is unrealistic and needs to be addressed. There's no way in the world you could be a man and a child at the same time. And a lot of times we as female, if we are coddling and babying our sons, we will always do it because there's um, a lack on both ends. A lot of times the um, the mother of that child being coddled, she's overprotective because she hasn't been protected. So she's going to make sure she coddles her child so nothing happens to him because she didn't feel protected. And I say that already about females and it happens. The female in Yasharel a lot of times is not protected. So if she's raising a child, she gonna protect him with everything she got. Yeah. And that's where the dysfunction comes in. Cause she ain't gonna be able to get no man because the man that she raised up is now a man. So now she ain't going to have no real relationship with another man because she got this baby she wrote. She uh, she uh, created and raised up. Now he's a man. You can't have two men in the house. It's so much confusion. She's a baby. Uh, I mean, excuse me. She, she protects and coddles her son who's now grown. So now he's the man of the house. No other man could get in there because she already got him in there because she's already dysfunctionally connected to him. And even if he get married to somebody, there's still a dysfunction, a dysfunctional co- um, connection, because more than likely the person that he married is also a coddler, who takes over everything. She's the mother, even of the husband or the next man that come in there. Child, it's a vicious cycle. It's terrible, and people don't see it. They don't see it. Well. <sighs> I'm sure I made this relationship um, lesson really long, extra long. So I'm going to cut the rest of it. And what I would say is no relationship is perfect, but they can be excellent and specifically fashioned and designed just for you, just for the individual, if you work at it. Also, your relationship may not be or look ideal to others due to its specified complexities or unconventional manner but that's not for anyone else to decide if it works for you and it's just you too. It's no one else's concern or business. Okay. You also need to, for those people who need, you know, they, they feel their heart pricked in this lesson for those people who need or require, or would like to have counseling, um, Yeah, you need to have a serious talk with your significant other or get couples counseling. Only if you need the help, you should go seek counseling from a non-biased judge, like a counselor or a therapist. There could be some underlying issues coming from both of you that need to be corrected or exposed so that you can uh, clear it up. You also need to learn how to um, have a healthy interpersonal relationship between you and your spouse or family members. Um, this is a part of your overall personal growth process and self-evaluation process, which will be beneficial to the whole relationship and aid it in continued growth and prosperity.
1: Okay. Um, I wanna say lastly,
0: everyone grew up in their, own environment, um, in their own environment differently. Their ideas, ideals are different. They are different um, and have different principles and concepts. So remember that when you have and hear about other people's relationships and you abuse them and talk about them and slander them, it's very juvenile and, ing- uh, and ignorant and senseless to put, um, to get angry about the other person um,
1: or even talk about it and slander it because they don't see
0: or have experienced your life in your way. This way of thinking is ridiculous and self-centered which you may want to Go see somebody about. Now, let me just break down what I said, because it might sound a little scattered. When you're telling um, someone who is not a professional your um, ideas and ideals of your relationship and it's dysfunctional. Now, remember, you telling somebody, just a friend or whoever it is, co-worker, and you telling them your business and they listen to this relationship and it sounds off to them. They're going to either talk about you or they're going to uh, to somebody else, or they're going to talk about you to you and say, what kind of relationship is that? And they're going to poke fun of it. Every relationship is different. Okay. Every relationship is different. And it's not up to me or you to slander or talk about anybody else's relationship because I didn't grow up the way you grew up. You didn't grow up the way I grew up. You didn't have to deal with certain things I had to deal with. And I didn't have to deal with certain things you had to deal with. So why is it that we got to have the same type of relationship? It's not, that's not realistic. And it's juvenile and senseless, which means stupid. People are people. They have their own ideas of whatever it is. They look at other people's relationship and they say, oh, I want that relationship. But you have no idea what kind of relationship somebody else has. Build and strengthen your own relationship. And then you'll have an excellent relationship. That's what you need to do. Stop worrying about everybody else's relationship and build your own relationship, okay? So with that, I want to say a couple of um, scriptures. And then we'll wrap it up because I don't even know how long I'm going. It might be two hours, three hours, but I really need to get you to understand about different types of relationships and how we got to where we are, okay? So I'm gonna say a few or a couple, maybe a few um, lessons or scriptures in regards to finding a good wife, meaning finding a good mate. Okay, it says, and I'm talking to the man, he who finds a good thing, excuse me, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the most high. Now, I already told you that I'm going to be reading various scriptures from different um, Bibles. So it's going to be the English Standard Version, King James Version, and New International Version. Okay. Okay. So this is from the um, standard international version. And I'll let you know if it's different. Um, Like I said, Proverbs 18 and 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, a good thing and favor, obtains favor from the most high. Why is that? Because a good wife is gonna take care of you. A good, healthy wife is going to take care of her husband and take care of her household. That's what the scriptures say. Okay.
1: And I want to read this Proverbs
0: 31 10 through 31. All right. Um, instead of going all the way down to um, verse 31, I'm going to shorten it and just say Proverbs 31, 10 through 12. Um, what it concerns is a wife of noble character. So this is, you know, finding a good wife. So the scriptures is discussing Proverbs um, in regards to a wife who has a good character. That's what men want. Okay. Men strive to do that. Not every man, because you know, there's some dysfunctional men. But uh, for the most part, men strive to have a good wife. So like I said, along with Proverbs 18 and 22, I will say Proverbs 31, um, 10 through 12. And it says, a wife of noble character, um, verse 10, a wife of noble character who can find, she is worth far more than rubies." 11. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. 12 she brings him good not harm all of the days of her life so she's a benefit to her husband basically she's a benefit to her husband and the same goes for the husband it's supposed to be the benefit of uh, to the wife okay so i'm gonna read one more and then we'll go to another um,
1: group of verses i'm gonna say this Genesis 2 and 18. Now, remember, this is Genesis
0: 2 and 18. This is when um, the Most High made Adam. Now, the scriptures say Adam was complete until he was separated. However, he did not want to be alone. The Most High said, you're not going to be alone. So Genesis 2 and 18 says, and the Most High YAH said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper and a lot of different scriptures say helper help me help me it says all this but it got messed up in translation so we will just say a helper okay so the most high made a helper for adam so he don't have to be alone because everything else on the earth because eve was the last thing to be made eve was the last one to be made she was the last it was the animals the sky all this stuff Eve was the last so the most high said, Let me make somebody for Adam so he don't be by himself,
1: so he may eat. Okay. Now,
0: I'm going to go to another group of scriptures and then I'm going to sign off because I know I was talking a lot. I can feel my throat hurting. So I'm going to make this
1: quick. This is Bible verses um, regarding finding a husband. And it says, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12,
0: two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. Cord is not quickly broken, meaning two together is good. Three is a family. It's even better. the The assembly of um, Yasharel is important. So, having a husband is important. Okay, he creates the seed to have a family. That's important. Okay. Um, this is important for um, both parties to come together, and this is Psalm 27 and 14. Notice the notice the um, the numbers. Wait upon the Most High, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait on the Most High. So you got to wait on the Most High
1: for your husband. Okay. Genesis 2 and 24. Therefore,
0: a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. You can't have children without becoming one flesh. And I'm going to read this last one right here. 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Okay? The children of the most high is supposed to be the children of light. Going outside your own nation is wickedness. Being unequally yoked is wickedness. Okay? Two of the same nation... That's how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be different
1: nations mixed and mangled. It's not supposed to be that. That's what the scriptures say. And in regards to um, having your mate and finding your mate, the most high said,
0: wait on your mate. I mean, wait for me to give you your mate. And it says Matthew 7 and 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find not and it will be open to you. The Most High is going to give you everything you need to
1: get. Seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness. Also in regards to you being in your own
0: nation, listening to what the Most High is saying, not listening to paganism and religion, which religion brings paganism, I will say this, 1 John 2 and 27. But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, remember John is talking to the children of Israel and you have no need that anyone should teach you. Uh-huh, because the most high is gonna teach you. But his anointing teaches you about everything and it is true and it is no lie. Just as it has taught you, abide in him. Nobody else. Children of Israel. So what do we know? We know to be good and and supportive to one another. We know to grow within yourself, to self-reflect, to pray for a mate so that the Most High can groom you spiritually and groom that other person to bring you together so that you could be together and let no man that let wait a minute. let no man separate what the most high put together that's exactly what's said when you go to the altar if the most high put it together if the most high put it together like excuse me like i said you're supposed to listen to the most high wait on the most high get um Spiritually groomed by the most high, so that the most high could prepare you for your mate. Then, when you go to the altar, some of them words that solidify your marriage is saying, Let no man separate what the most high put together. That's how it's supposed to be. You don't go out and lust for some man, or be desperate for some man, or some man to be desperate for a woman and and just want to have sex with a woman, or whatever it is, and then go to the altar and they say these words and then a year later two years later you getting a divorce or you living in a loveless marriage that's not what the most high put together that's what you put together this is why people get divorced and they talk about irreconcilable differences damn it no there's no such thing as that if you walking in the most high because that means if you walking in the most high the most high brought you to your mate and y'all living harmoniously and with good communication and listening active listening and y'all doing all the things that the most high groomed you to do Aside from that, your marriage is a sham. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a sham. Anyway, with that, I will say thank you for listening. I hope you learned something. I hope this lesson edified you. This is lesson number one, which is um, a relationship series. And it's um, the 10 rules to utilize in a relationship.
1: Um. thank you and until
0: next time hi trying to contact me regarding a question comment or concern well you got two ways of doing so the first way is you can email me at cliffnote.com Q and a at yahoo.com I'll say it again this is one word cliff note the letter Q the letter N the letter A at yahoo.com the second way is you can upload a question concern or comment on Spotify the question section appears under the episodes description on Spotify send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High, but you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.